2: i don't know if that's just he happened to get hot at the end of the season I, I like rolling the dice on maybe he just did get that good and if he is that talented and they want to give him the ball that much yeah so yeah. I've, I've completely flipped the script we, on him we just yeah. did a 180 <laughs> <minute. Jonathan> <laughs> well this is what we did last time too it's like everything is worse but it probably still doesn't it's probably still not enough and people are already yeah. factoring it in to him as a player yeah. and i thinking.
3: would say he, we'll see if uh, jonathan taylor can stay hot um, I got one more lock that I just remembered uh, I, It's a third one
1: You did the Stay Hot thing? I did thing. You said I the name of the podcast, nice <laughs> I did say the name
3: Now we can stop, the podcast is over
1: What's up everybody? Welcome back to the bonus episode of Stay Hot I'm joined as always by my two favorite co-hosts of all time Theo Ash and Matthew Spanauer How are you guys today?
3: I'm awesome, late Here.
1: (laughs) I'm glad you I'm glad you decided to join us for the bonus episode.
3: Yeah. (laughs) I'm
2: glad to be here. Yeah, no, I'm I'm doing I'm doing good too, just like I was last episode.
1: Nice. We we were talking earlier about how Matt has like the most grown-up room for anyone other like anyone under the age of like thirty. I you know, I'm very proud of my room, I'd like to say. Um,
2: It's a good room. I've got plants, I've got cool posters. I I like got the I've got a desk and I've got a nice window. Radio head poster Thank you. Crazy. I've got the joy
3: division Dude. poster. You've got the radio head poster Bladen. Where's your depressed, like <laughs> <laughs> depressed. like?
1: <laughs> That's <also the> true. <laughs> I, I put that. Dude, poster I, up. I, I, I like, need that to look- get like a band poster. I, I, I got, it. got I'll, I'll get one. I, I'll get one. Get it no, framed and everything to be you you put- mean
3: like an Interpol poster to complete the like. <laughs> the,
1: the, the I was going to get like, I was going to get like muse or like, uh, Shoot, this one band I've been listening to—I don't know how, but they found me. Like, get get like some all yes. funk in there. Yeah, no. Do you, do you know who that is, Theo? You, you mess with—I don't know how uh, but they you, found you. Me? You
3: showed us them in in Vegas.
1: Did I? Oh, I did. That's right. W. They're Mm fire. But anyway, we're going to finish out the fantasy locks today. We're going to go over the AFC North and AFC South, which gives me an excuse to talk about the Browns, obviously. But make sure you guys like, subscribe, leave a review, comment, etc. Keep growing this podcast on all platforms. YouTube, Apple, Spotify, the works. And if you haven't, make sure you follow at StayHotPod on TikTok for some awesome content there as well. Now, uh... We're going to start with the AFC South, I assume, so we can finish with the Browns best for last. Um, (laughs) But starting with the AFC South, are there any guys in here that you feel are locks? Matt, let's start with you. AFC South? AFC South.
2: You always say locks when I'm about to give like a deep sleeper who's like, I think this guy should be rostered. And he's not. <laughs> yeah,
1: maybe like locks and letdowns aren't the right terminology. It's just like yeah, good guy, and not Here's a guy I like and guy I do not like. A guy I like, <laughs> Carlos Hyde. Now that
2: there's no more ETN, I still think that they yeah. plan to spread the ball out a little bit more this year. I think Carlos Hyde's going to get some goal line work. Uh, I think his ADP is crazy low or whatever.
3: He's probably rosterable. I'm not saying he has a super, super high upside, but I think he could be a valuable backup. I think the lock that I've got is Michael Pittman. He's going as wide receiver 52 right now as a primary weapon on a team that You know, we all know how we feel about Wentz and we feel that he is not that good, (laughs) but (laughs) the potential for them to move up and down the field and Wentz does like his big bodied wide receivers like Alshon Jeffrey and Dallas Goddard and uh, Zach Ertz. Historically, those are the guys that succeed with Wentz. Michael Pittman fits that description. He's the number one wide receiver, I think. I think he's better than T.Y. at this point. So to get him at wide receiver 53, I think is where I'm seeing him at, like way low. Like that's, that's pretty good value there to me for a guy who could be seeing a lot of goal line work fades and a guy who historically um, has a path to success with, with Carson Wentz and in that
1: offense. And he was good last year. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's a really good pick. I wouldn't have gone that direction. Um, I'm going with a guy who I don't think he's not like super underrated. It's not going to be like awesome value or anything, but Ryan Tannehill, I think is going to be a pretty solid choice in fantasy. Just kind of like, Last or not last episode, but a couple episodes ago, we were talking about Tom Brady and how just he's just going to be so reliable. I think Tannehill is going to be kind of the same way. There's just no way with all those weapons, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, you know, maybe you're worried about Derrick Henry taking too much of a load. But I, I just don't see a scenario in which like Tannehill underperforms and he's at quarterback 10 right now. So I think that's I think that's a very solid place to be
2: yeah i i do like going like kind of swinging around and take a late a late quarterback if i don't see the value uh with like a josh allen or or one of those top guys and tannehill's a good dude to do it with because he's in a great offense
1: exactly moving on i think one more guy oh i was gonna do i was gonna move on to letdowns but if you wanna if you have another guy that you really like let's let we can do knock out the locks back to back
3: I might, I might steal this from Sponar, but I've got Brandon Cooks as my other lock, kind of in a similar way to Michael Pittman. It's you like. You
1: not steal that from Sponauer. It's tough.
3: I, did. <laughs> it's, it's, it's I a mean, great pick. I mean, I mean was like, he you your stole second a guy, guy? my
2: list. Yeah, he was my second guy. Oh, I, well, I, don't well, I can you, think oh, of it's someone a great else. Pick. Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't mean like that.
3: Anyways, Cooks is, we both agree that, I mean, you're getting a guy who is historically overperformed wide receiver, like whatever he's getting drafted in the forties. He's, he's the guy there. Like who else is there? There's Nico Collins, the rookie. There's Anthony Miller, who's going to be in the slot, but not having a good quarterback is not the same as not having a quarterback at all. They're going to pass the, f- the football around and <laughs> someone needs to catch it. Like, it's not like there's just not a quarterback there that can't complete passes. Like Again, it may not be the top offense in the league, but you're still getting a guy who's going to be on the field for almost 100% of the snaps and a guy that's going to be you should be getting plenty of targets because he's a talented guy who's historically you know, put up good seasons and you know, unless he falls off a cliff this year, you there's no reason to expect, I think, Another pretty successful season from him.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's definitely like, oh, their offense is gonna be terrible. And their offense uh, probably It be will terrible. be. <laughs> it probably <laughs> will be. But they will still run and pass and try to score. And somebody is going they, to be able to do They will run there. and
1: pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They will they will exist so. on the football field at times. <laughs> so uh um, the
2: other thing with Brandon Cooks is the injury problems I think are pretty uh, are pretty real but I still think he's undervalued, even taking that into it's, consideration. It's,
3: he's never been a sexy pick. He's Brandon Cooks. He's the most fine wide receiver like ever. Like <laughs> He's been in the league forever. He's always pretty good, but not great. At this point, people are bored of him trying to find the next big thing instead of just taking the like Brandon Cooks in front of him. Yep.
1: Yeah, I guess that's totally fair. Matt, since uh, Theo stole your guy, do you have another or no? That was it,
2: but I have a letdown that I want to talk about a little bit because me and okay. Theo, we were talking about him earlier and we didn't have the guts to say him, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to have some guts now. I don't love Jonathan Taylor uh, for next year. I don't know. There's too many running backs on that team. They have a great offensive line and they're going to run it like you know crazy probably. But I don't know, dude. If, what if they want to use Marlon Mack? If they want to use him a decent amount, you would feel very, yeah. very nervous about Taylor because then you have Hines in there, too. Uh, and we don't know what the deal with Quentin Nelson is. So, you know, I still probably have him as a running back one in that top 12 guys. But I'm a little bit lower on him in the first round.
3: I almost this is me telling tales out of school. And this is me speculating. And this is me giving a vibe check. But I kind of feel like Marlon Mack might be one of those guys that just disappears. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he might I, be that guy who Marlon is like a Mack big name who rushed me, uh... for a thousand yards one time a long a long time ago. And he might be Alfred Morris now. And it just is some dude who's <laughs> there a little bit. I, I don't have any basis for saying this. That's just the vibe I get from him.
2: No, it's just, it's so... I want to say that I don't trust Taylor and then I'm so easily talked out of it every time because like, <laughs> if, if I, if you were the offensive coordinator, who would you give the ball to? Hines and
3: <laughs> Taylor. I Taylor. Hines. I know, that's what
2: you do. So I, I can't disagree. Uh, the offensive line still should be good with, you know, and hopefully they get Clinton Nelson back.
3: So I, can't, I do I'm agree with that you that like that. end, end of the first round, like, Taking him in the elite range, like I would take Zeke before him, easily, easily. Yeah. And I'm I betting mean, he's, in he's most. Getting, here's leads. the thing,
2: and I wish that was like that. Could be my take, but I think he's getting taken behind Zeke. Typically, I don't think I've ever seen him taken behind Zeke. And honestly, if I'm being real, Hines, not Hines, uh, Taylor is a type of guy who I see dropping a lot of drafts. A lot of mocks I've been doing with people, he drops. Uh, So even having him as like a a sleeper or not a sleeper as a bust probably is wrong. because It doesn't ever seem to go as high as his ADP is. I don't know.
3: Yeah, I don't know either. But I I kind of agree with you because it's like what makes a situation not worse. Everything is worse than it was last year. So it's like, why are we expecting last year's results? You know that that I can understand. But he was again, he finished his like running back six last year and he wasn't getting the ball all that much. So if he gets it, he wasn't he wasn't, like, he wasn't as getting as the ball much all that more, much, he went crazy the, the second half of the season. The end, the end he was he, getting he the went ball nuts. Lot, and so. I
2: don't I don't know if that's just he happened to get hot at the end of the season or if he really is that good. Um, but if he gets past like after Zeke and probably Chubb and Barkley, maybe not even Chubb, uh you start to get in a range where it's like I'm Chubb. He's he's right so there. So like maybe so maybe good. at eight, eight yeah. or nine, you started getting that range. where like, I I like rolling the dice on. Maybe he just did get that good. And if he is that talented, and they want to give him the ball that much, yeah. So yeah. I've I've completely flipped the we, script on him. We just yeah. did <laughs> a one eighty. <180 laughs> <three minutes. laughs> <laughs> well, but this is what we did last time too. It's like everything is worse, but it probably still doesn't. It's probably still not enough. And people are already yeah. factoring it in to him as a player. Yeah. And I would
3: say. It. He, we'll see if uh, Jonathan Taylor can stay hot. Um, I got one more lock that I just remembered. Uh, I, it's a third one. You, you did one, the, but you did can the I say, stay
1: hot thing? You did the stay hot I did. Thing. You said I the name of the podcast. Hot. Nice. I did say the name.
3: <laughs> now we can stop. The podcast is over. But at any rate, <laughs> I'm just going to quickly mention, I really like Marvin Jones down in, ja- in Jacksonville. Yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. it is clear. I think that it is clear that he is the best wide receiver there. That um and that means that, trusts him the most. That my other uh, letdown i don't mean to interrupt
2: you but dj chark is, yes, is kind of the guy i, I think yeah I, we'll I go like with that lot that'll be Jackson a good Jackson transition i think years.
3: marvin jones is the guy who's getting drafted behind lavisca and chark i think he finishes with more targets than both of them because yeah. he's good
2: yeah a 100% um and i just don't think i think it really is he is not as exciting as those two guys i think people just aren't quite as excited about uh, Jones, but he could very easily be the number one target on that team very 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 easily mad
1: i 'm kind of ma i 'm kind of mad you you took my guy i was going i was about to lean into Marvin a little bit i wasn't a big fan of him earlier, but uh i've recently well been do you have any guys light. who do you do you have any backups <coughs> or are you not ready for this you know i've been leaning into Mark ingram a little bit and You know, as a sleeper, Theo said, I need to clarify that, that I need to clarify that we're going to, I'm going to say that Mark Ingram is going to be a little bit of a sleeper. Philip Lindsay, from what I've read, hasn't been super spectacular. David Johnson is kind of this just injury prone. And even when he comes back, he's not really that guy he was for one stint in um, Arizona. I think Mark Ingram might get the majority of the touches. And again, this is an offense, Houston, that's not going to be very good, but... They have to play offense, and someone has to, someone has to do something on the field. So even if he only has like eight hundred yards, you know, I I don't think it'll be like by any means a bad stretch for him. I feel like someone has to do something in that offense. I think it'll be Mark Ingram.
3: I can see that reality, and he's going as running back seventy right now. Um, It's just such an insane split backfield. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's probably he's getting like almost no love at all and I can see him, you know, definitely carving out a role because, you know, David Johnson and and Philip Lindsay are probably nothing special at this point and neither exactly. might be. Mark, we've seen we've seen
1: Mark Ingram but we've seen Mark Ingram we've but. seen David Johnson do well. That would probably David, be David Johnson's been, like, I would the been, most injury.
2: Where do you think that like David, David Johnson was a I good I feel like David Johnson is and actually, if David I, I Johnson's kinda,
1: healthy, I could see it. David guess, Johnson, but. he's
2: at like 40. I don't know. I don't trust Ingram to really get that big share of the, the carries. He probably is going to finish better than running back 70 if he can stay healthy. Uh, but David Johnson has big time receiving upside. So he'd probably be my pick. If things were to work I think out, I, for him. I think
3: I would lean Matt here and, and agree that of the three Lindsay being above both of them, oh I think is wrong. But, but what, um, what
2: I, I think the, I think the real uh, play here is to draft none of these guys because I don't know
1: what's going to happen. <laughs> <They're all entry-proof>. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same deal with who are we talking about last time where it's like, yeah, this guy could be good. The bills, but, uh, dude, the bills, receivers
2: not, outside of Diggs, I just the bills don't know. Receivers.
1: <laughs> Just like, don't take a chance on him. It's like, yeah, they're, they're things all good work out,
2: And like so one of them, maybe one of them gets hurt. And then all of a sudden, totally different game. But nah, I don't know. Yeah, I'd say maybe no, one letdown. And that's, I've that's talked that's about
3: this before is Julio. And I think if Julio is viewed as like kind of the tier in the tier one of wide receivers, and he might even go before AJ Brown in some leagues. Like, I don't know if that's an average. His ADP
1: right now is 14. It's really receivers.
3: Low. Is it? Uh, yeah, it, it's I don't know. know. Yeah. I feel like I feel like the ADP and what actually happens in the leagues of of casual players is a little bit different in this case. I would feel yeah. uncomfortable with him as my wide receiver, like lock wide receiver one. Um, But if he's wide receiver fourteen, then I guess I don't care that much, and I'm not going to complain. Anyway, he's just someone that's injury yeah, prone, I mean, and has never admit, scored a lot. If of he's touchdowns like wide receiver
1: two,
3: yeah, I don't know though, but if he's wide receiver 14 and you're getting him as a he's like a high-end wide receiver two uh that's something yeah. i can't really complain you're about, feeling, but yeah. just you're to feeling just to throw there. it out there just to put it put it throw out it. there a little bit i'm a little bit cautious don't overdraft the name is, is don't overdraft the name julio yeah. jones and i feel like you know adp is awesome but there's always one guy in your league who's will see the name julio jones and be like oh my god that's the best wide receiver in the league and he's here it wide receiver five or something. And then it's like, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. That's my only warning.
1: Yeah. That, that is the one thing to worry about. Matt, do you have, Oh, I guess you were saying that, uh, your letdown was Chark, right? Yeah. I had Chark and I'll I'll call it at that. You guys want to get into the AFC North? Yeah. Let's get into, let's get into my, uh, my favorite division in the NFL. Well, technically it's my least favorite division as a, as a, as a unit it's just my favorite team is in the division, but uh-huh. outside of the fantasy play. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, please just stop
2: talking about the Browns. I maybe it's in it my favorite or my least favorite. Who knows, man. That's uh, I have, so let's, I have a, a yeah. fantasy lock that I, I've recently changed my mind on. And I now feel very confidently about, I really like Najee Harris. I think that he is in line for a ton of work. I think that they're going to make a point of running the ball with him a lot. And I, I do think he's a really talented back. Um, I've seen him go like I, at 16 overall. That's really good value. That's really good value. I, he I is really...
1: currently ranked above Austin Eckler. He's yeah, running, I, he I running might, back I might. 11 right now. Okay, so I
2: might take Eckler above him. He's down one spot then for me. I wouldn't call that like a... <laughs> I love Najee Harris for next year. I think 10, I think yes. they're going to make. I think they're going to make a point of making some of the workhorse back.
3: I think so too. My only thing is like, can the Steelers afford to have a workhorse back with where they're going to be? Like, if the running game, if again, if the first quarter rolls around and he has seven carries for fourteen yards, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like the James Con- like. You, get, you go from James Conner to Najee Harris, and what changes? Like, I know that he's more athletic than James Conner. I know uh, that. The, but the difference is that they spent a first-round draft pick on Najee yeah. Harris.
2: I, given I they gave James, James Conner a huge workload before. Like, that, that's not they something they that. haven't yeah. done before. And even if they are passing a ton, do you think Big Ben's going to be able to air it out a ton? Probably not, no. right? Like, we're projecting no. I feel like that bodes really well for Najee Harris catching a bunch of passes.
3: But James Conner was a good was a good pass catching back too, and he didn't catch that many passes last year. And now they've got Pat Fryermuth, and they've got, you know, Johnson and Juju and like I just don't know how often that you want to get the running back involved. And in it. it's not like he's Christian McCaffrey out here. It's not like he's Austin Eckler. He got out here. in twenty eighteen
2: ch- they gave him seven seventy-one targets in thirteen games. I really think that a healthy uh, Najee Harris, they're gonna get like their point is they wanna make him workhorse back and i i do get that like maybe if they go down really early but they have a great defense so i don't think they're gonna need to score like 35 points a game plus it's less about them running the ball a lot and it's more about them running the ball with one dude like the panthers Fine, are like yeah. 24th in rushing attempts but we don't care i guess that's different with yeah. McCaffrey's uh receiving upside but yeah i totally believe in harris you could get a huge steal with him
3: If you draft him, you're probably right. Fine. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. (laughs) Fine. All right. Fine. (laughs) I'll concede. Fine. All right. Okay.
1: All right. Who's your guy, Theo? Uh,
3: I've got a bust and I'm going to call him Jarvis Landry. I don't think that that's a guy I would be targeting high. Where is
1: Jarvis being drafted?
3: About 38. Mm -hmm. Above Pittman, above uh, Marvin Jones. And it's like, Bladen, you like Donovan Peoples Jones, right? Yeah. And you like Rashard Higgins and you think they have talent and upside and you want them to get more targets. Who's getting the targets taken away? You know, Jarvis Jarvis Landry has been a drag route merchant for years. That guy (laughs) is not. He ran like a 4.8 at the guy. He ran like a (laughs) 4.7. Dude is. I do not think Jarvis Landry is. I've always thought he's overrated. (laughs) He has one more Pro Bowl. If he gets one more Pro Bowl selection, he matches Randy Moss's career total, and I think that's a travesty because that guy is not fast. He
2: doesn't Pro get hit down the matter, field. The whole line.
1: Pro Bowls literally don't matter. There definitely has
2: been like he's had some weird seasons. Like 161 targets didn't hit a thousand yards. I don't want to get too much into like the stats or whatever because. But like, that's kind of crazy. That's pretty insane. I'm telling
3: you, there are guys with better skill sets than Jarvis Landry and guys who offer more than Jarvis Landry and who can do more because they're faster, better after the catch, and have more reliable hands. I'm telling you, Jarvis Landry <coughs> is a good sh- like short to intermediate. He's like a maybe a discount Keenan Allen where he's like a good short to intermediate c- type of route runner and he's open in those areas. But, you know, I want a more dynamic guy than that. I do. And I think uh, uh, Peoples-Jones and and uh, not Hollywood Brown, uh, Hollywood Higgins is uh, if you want them to get more targets. And I think Odell is, I still think, Od- I don't think the gap between the things Odell Beckham can do and the things Stefan Diggs can do are all that different. I really don't. I think Odell is still a fantastic wide receiver that is just I needs had. to form a better connection. And he's someone that I think is getting undervalued yeah. right now. And I like all those guys. So it's like who's getting taken away. Jarvis Landry. Well, here's the weird thing about that, right? Odell Beckham out. You're like, okay, well, that that's got to be good for
2: Jarvis. Uh, he dropped. He, he dropped from 138 targets to 101 last season with because Odell out. It.
3: Wide receivers broke out behind him. Yeah, so
2: I I kind of think that, and they they drafted somebody who Anthony Anthony Anthony
3: Schwartz out of Auburn. So I, I don't know, dude. He, I
2: mean, that he's so fast. I kind of I kind of do think that. He might be trending in the wrong direction here. You would have expected his production to stay. At least, sounds like the targets to stay similar with Odell out, and it, it just hasn't. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I think the, the biggest, biggest problem if they're going to the trade if they're going to
3: trade a wide receiver, there's all the Odell Beckham trade rumors. If they were to trade a wide receiver, it would be Jarvis, in my opinion.
1: That'd be yeah, a, I'd I, I think I think things. the big thing with the Browns, I think, kind of everyone on that is a risk in fantasy, even Odell. Just because there are so many, you know, we we talk about like literally think, every uh, offense. May, may Odell, if anyone has, or maybe um, Nick Chubb, right? I, I would think that Nick Chubb probably has the highest ceiling in fantasy, and then maybe Odell after that. But no one else, I would, I wouldn't even bat an eye in anyone else's direction. It's
2: just, I, it's, it's, I it's disagree, hundred really percent. Yeah, this is you overrating the Browns. You're trying to play to us. We just have so many people. <laughs> Odell, Odell's big concern is him getting hurt and Baker getting the ball. Not everyone else being too talented in that
3: receiving core. That's not
2: the I concern. I didn't say everyone them. else
1: was too talented. I said there's too many guys.
3: There's too many, Baker many players. Baker likes a lot so, of them. So you meant you too meant many too many, many-, 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 many- guys? Too many bad guys? Or too many <laughs> yeah, good come
1: guys. on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Baker, Baker loves Higgins. Baker loves Peoples-Jones.
2: I, I, I think I, I would still look at Kareem Hunt, even though he's in a split backfield. I don't think that totally takes him out of fantasy. One hundred percent. Yeah, I guess Kareem is better than that. You know, I, as well. I do kind of agree. The Browns' offense is a li- one a little weird to, to work. Like out as much as
1: I would love to just sit here and be like, "Yeah, Odell's a lock. Nick Chubb's a lock." And honestly, Nick Chubb is is a lock for me. Um, I mean, he's in in my mind. I don't care what anyone says. Nick Chubb's the best running back in the NFL. Um. And, you know, regardless of having Kareem Hunt there, Nick Chubb's going to get his touches, right? Uh, behind arguably the league's best offensive line, or definitely top three, but probably the best. He'll be good. And I know he's like getting drafted at running back five. If you took him top three, I wouldn't hate you for it. I don't think so.
3: I, I, I agree with you, Blade, and I think Nick Chubb is a safe bet. I really, I mean, at, that's at a guy... who th- three? Good. You would take. I him mean, at I would running
2: back three.
3: I would take. There's so many guys we don't not like. I don't know. Thing.
2: Not a talent thing. Not I know it's not a talent thing. thing at three.
3: Yeah, three is a little bit high above you. You know, there's Kamara, McCaffrey, and then like Cook, Henry, and then you would and take Cook, him above yeah. a lot of guys. But I mean, maybe running back five after you throw Henry in there, I wouldn't blame you. Maybe yeah. I would take Zeke above him, but it's. I, I like Nick Chubb a lot. I really do. Like, Kamara is... And it's is, not even, like, a
1: matter of touches because every touch that Nick Chubb gets is a threat to go to the house. <laughs> so, like... Well, it
2: is a little bit of a matter of touches. I mean, you, you need yeah, to But <laughs> think about, like, think about Nick <laughs> Chubb. I,
1: I, you know, again, this is an excuse for me to talk about the Browns. Nick Chubb's rookie year, he gets three carries against the Raiders, and they're all breakaway runs. So, that like... That's no, a great I agree, game, I think he's the size, second best so yeah.
3: back in the league behind Henry. Like <laughs> again, uh, but yeah, Hunt is also could be a top 10 running back. Like he could legitimately be a considered a top 10 running back in the league, I think. So it's that's just the problem, but I think his workload has steadily gone up almost every year of his career. They seem to get, yeah, like, to get his him workload is training,
2: Trading tra- tra- uh, trending, trending a little bit up. <laughs> trending upwards. I, I don't think it's I God. have him at three, but five is very reasonable for him. I think, I do think, that I am not as worried about the split backfield as other people are. But it also is like, it's a reason why he isn't the number one back. You know, there's a reason why he's yeah. not being taken number one right now. I think it's a very valid concern to say, you know, Kareem Hunt's going to get some work. But yeah.
1: yeah no, anyway, job, anyway,
3: another lock <laughs> might be a Steelers guy. Pat Fryermuth is a guy who has been lighting up in training camp, a guy who caught two touchdowns in the preseason game, a guy who was a good tight end prospect and would have been the number one tight end prospect if it wasn't for one Kyle Pitts. Um, And I know there's a lot of weapons on that Steelers offense, but I don't know, a big tight end like that, um, you know, over the middle of the field, you know, Ben scored two touchdowns with him last night, even with all the weapons, you know, if you needed to sneak a guy in there, he's a guy that I think would, is probably not going to underperform in that offense like compared to where he's being drafted I think he's a lock to you know if you're in a deeper league and you need a tight end and you want to wait to the very end I think that the, he's a safe bet I do I think that he could be he just and the, both the catches during the preseason game were like impressive impressive catches so he just might be that guy and I think that Pat Friermuth is probably my other lock I think that he's there's nothing but upside with him, and he could finish as a top 10 tight end in yeah. the whole league after this season.
1: Now, that, that that's, last that's statement was kind bold, of bold. Yeah, I like that, his that last statement was very bold. Top 10 tight end. For a rookie. Well, actually, I guess I, I guess it's not that bold, but I guess for a rookie, that's, that's, that's that that the biggest thing. Tight ends. But
3: yeah, I guess that's what I was thinking. It's anything. for a
1: rookie. That's what makes it bold. Maybe,
3: maybe I'll change it to Deontay Johnson. I, I like Deontay Johnson. He's my favorite wide receiver in that Steelers trio Um, I think that he is someone that can take a screen to the house, probably the only one who can really do that on the Steelers offense. And I think that's going to be kind of important for a Steelers offense that won't be hitting probably all that many deep shots. Um, but you know, having a guy like that who can rack it up and, uh, sneak in between a bunch of defenders and score, that's another guy like, uh, but I I do think Friermuth has some hidden value as a, as a deep Deep league tight end, yeah. Maybe like a dynasty league, yeah, hundred
1: percent. Fair, Matt. Is there anyone in uh, in the AFC North that you're like not not a big fan of, not too fond of? I feel like we got to
2: talk about him, right? Jamar Chase. We're not. uh, (laughs) We're not super high on him here. somebody's been saying that, like I've been overreacting to uh, like before the regular season stuff. But what more has to go wrong for jamar chase for people to be out on him you know i said a while ago i said t higgins was the guy i was worried about in that receiving core wrong i don't think so i don't i don't agree i think it's i think it's chase is the guy that i'm worried about not even getting into the whole girlfriend drama stuff he's looked really rough he's looked like he hasn't catch uh he, he looks like he, he hasn't been able to catch recently he had three drops um his separation has not been great. He hasn't looked good in camp, uh, and his quarterback doesn't I, I, is definitely a question mark for week one as far as how he's going to look coming back. And he's it's not like you're getting Jamar Chase at you know a super low ADP, so where it's like you know kind of a, a, a roll of the dice. He's being taken as a wide receiver too. I think that's super 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 risky.
3: Yeah, he's he could be. I mean, Boyd and T. Higgins might very well be better than him. Like, very easily that could happen. And, like, Chase, in my opinion, was when I was doing my pre-draft rankings, I went Smith, then Waddle and Bateman tied, and then I had, I think, Terrace Marshall, and then I had Chase. So it's not like I was particularly high on Chase to begin on. And then with the offseason he's had, it's like, man – there is bust potential here. There is bust potential here. And it's like, I want to give him, you know, some time obviously, but it's like when you're talking fantasy, like let someone else take that on at where he's getting drafted. Like the bus potential is scaring me. And I think yeah. like Boyd might be the guy that I take from that trio. I think that that might be the safest pick. I'm not, I'm not fading him. I'm, I would take him over at chase. I think he might be a better wide receiver than chase. I think he's, he's a good player. So, and he's getting drafted pretty late. Um, so of that trio, I think Boyd is the best value, and Chase is one of the worst values in all of fantasy football right now, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I don't want to make like excuses for Chase, but I don't think it's we can discount the fact that's what I'm saying. He has not played football in a year and a half. <laughs> so like, there's so that first much preseason game him. was like the first time he has pl- like played football in a game Live in like rams. 19 months. Well, he played like, that first
3: preseason game.
1: That's what I'm saying. That pre- that was his first time playing. In like nineteen that months. It was the second.
3: The one with three drops was technically the second time because that was their second preseason game. But I'm just saying, I like, it's in... been a long time.
2: <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, that's ridiculous. And it's like Chase like, could turn out as a receiver, and it just not worked out for him fantasy wise this year. And there's just there's too much there. There's too much.
3: Yeah, yeah. I would no, say, I, how I do you guys feel me. about the the question on everyone's mind, Joe Mixon? Uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's funny. I like Joe Um, Mixon. I think Joe Mixon. I I definitely think
2: he's not as... as, 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 That's everybody's, like, bust, Stay away. He's everyone's favorite bust. Okay,
1: the reason why is because Bengals fans keep saying that every year they're like, oh, Joe Mixon's going to be great in fantasy. And then every year he sucks in fantasy. But by every year,
2: they mean, like, the last two years, right?
1: Yeah. And I wonder if it was just... They were
2: expecting him to take a bigger step up in like from twenty eighteen to twenty nineteen, and he really didn't. And then last year he got hurt. Was that is that it's that really
1: I mean this would be the year for him to take that kind of role of having a million touches, especially if Burrow is not in the you know, is not capable to throw like forty times a game.
2: And you know, like in twenty nineteen he had fifteen hundred from scrimmage right or close to it this guy is not it's not like he's he's awful i wonder what his 2019 finish was bladen thinks
3: he's a scrub <laughs> you, you went on Listen, record man. and called him a bum
1: <laughs> i did make i did make like three videos about joe mixon didn't i i mean yeah, like you were like i can't believe he was he's like a living starter he is it's a quality like, starter
3: you're wrong about that he's, he's good a, he's a good running back it's just the offensive line um you know, last year failed him in injuries. Maybe, him a maybe bit I'm last just year. too
1: maybe I'm just too used to Nick Chubb being able to just dominate without maybe. A good off in but the line. with where with where Joe Mixon is getting drafted,
3: I've got him in front of me as running back thirteen. I think that he's going to overperform that and finish like running back eight, nine, ten. I would take the reason. Like the
2: reason why I would think to stay by, uh, away from him is just injury stuff. Right, his finishes right. are nine uh, and eleven. The last two times he was fully healthy. So I don't think that and I don't think there's some huge upside for him to go be like a running back like four this next year, right, and like maybe not as much as some of those other running backs around him, so injuries plus not as great upside as other dudes does make me kind of stay away from him, but not necessarily because I don't think he can reach running back thirteen
1: yeah, yeah I think thirteen probably. A good spot for being totally honest.
3: I draft them a little bit above that, but I've always felt that way about Mixon, and I've definitely gotten burned before. But this is a big Mixon fan.
1: Different. This This is is different this time. I swear, the Cowboys. It it is the the same thing with it's the same thing with Dallas. It's the exact same thing with Dallas. You just pick. It's the same
3: thing with every damn team. I don't care. Every (laughs) fan base is the same. Dallas is no different than anyone else. Like literally, every who what fan base doesn't think it's their year? Every single one. But okay, I'm saying like.
1: To, did, last year I picked the Cowboys to be a Super Bowl team.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And then this year I'm like, Oh, they're going to be like 12 and five and people yep. are like, bro, it's the Cowboys. Like stop picking the Cowboys to be good. And I'm like, no,
3: anyway, <laughs> it's like, moving I'm on, going. Dude, moving on. Some other guys.
1: Um, you know, if I have, I have another guy I really like, um, shoot. It's not like a big, great value or anything, but Lamar, Lamar has to like, Lamar has to be that guy this year. I, I I'm fully confident that he will be. Um, he's being mocked right now as like QB four, which is probably about right. Um, but you know, if there was anyone that I felt like could be outside of like Allen, if there was anyone else I thought could be like a QB one in fantasy, it would it would be Lamar. I feel like there's no one else who is going to get the football. You know, more. Than him, like you know, he's going to run the ball a lot. Um, you know their offensive line. You know maybe a little, maybe not quite as good as it used to be, but you know Lamar, Lamar's that dude. You know, and he's going to have some receivers now. Things are going to things are be looking up. The now. receivers are now, there. You
2: know? I do feel pretty decent about him.
1: Bateman gets healthy. I love Tylen Wallace. Um, and if Mark, if Marquise Brown is your wide receiver three, I'm feeling really good.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I would say Lamar is getting drafted at what, quarterback four, and that's about where I would take him. I think that yeah. It's, yeah. it's… So, if he's, he's a lot to be so QB4. Much, he's just got so much rushing upside that. that it's like… It's impossible. I you know, yeah. f- feel pretty good about it. Um, does he throw 30-something touchdowns like he did in 2019? Most likely not, but… Like, does he need to? Does he? Probably yeah. Does he, I mean, does he need to be, to be wide receiver? To be quarterback four, potentially quarterback one with the amount of rushing stuff upside that he has i mean he's probably going exactly. to get a thousand yards rushing anyway that's about all I've got. I, I can't think of anyone else. And we haven't talked about J- our boy, JK Dobbins, um, who oh, I think yeah. is probably good. The value, only, the but, only um, problem
1: with Dobbins is because there is the rushing aspect of Lamar and Gus Edwards is really good. That's the only problem I have with Dobbins being like an elite threatened fantasy. Cause otherwise I was going to say Dobbins. That was the other guy that I was thinking. I don't about. Care. Dobbins. Good. He's too <laughs> good. Yeah, Devin's good.
3: I want him on my team Don't care They'll all will yep. be revealed When he gets folded yep, in And revealed. still stays up And scores yeah. a touchdown And then yeah, people I are really, like Oh I really think that's
2: Going to happen too I think that They're going to go in With the plan of being Way more of a committee And it's just going to
3: be Impossible too Because J.K. Dobbins Is too good
1: mm-hmm. Yeah I guess yeah, that, that Kind of happened with Chubb
3: <laughs> When he gets like Blasted in the shoulder By some Linebacker and bounces off of it like five yards to his left, and then keeps going full speed. Yeah, People will be like, hmm. "It's like we should run this guy. Maybe he's too good. Be, it's be really we hard, hard to keep him guy, off the field." Yeah, I do. I, I think that fair. he is. We all think that I. J.K. Dobbins' highlights are too impressive. His 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 yards after contact is insane. Rushing yards over expected. Like the amount of yards he creates for an offense, it he could be a future all pro in my opinion. This is the tackle breaking ability that he has. Um, yep. And I think he could be viewed as an upper echelon guy by the end of the year. And bet, I'm going to bet on that talent. So I think that he's Hold better on. than the wide. Hold he, on.
2: This did happen before man. And like I didn't say, I'm not this guy.
3: It's
1: echelon. Yeah. Okay. Echelon. echelon. Someone called you my out. Bad. People called you out in the people, TikTok Many people comments called sport. me out for it. Never,
3: I never was taught how to properly say upper echelon. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well
1: <laughs> we've uh, not okay we <laughs> I know it's not <laughs> it's not okay upper Echelon all right so now, we, now that we My fixed bad. that uh, you're forgiven Theo it's okay but I think that kind of wraps things up on our <laughs> <me>. <laughs> you're actually you're right they I'm won't glad Echelon you. boy
3: doesn't roll Bro. off the tongue like lemon boy or corn bora because that's what they, I mean
2: Echelon what what boy have sh-
1: you seen Matt have you seen the corn comments have started TV to kind of roll back around
2: no I haven't seen any of the corn comments
1: <laughs> yeah, are, I, I keep uh, those. <laughs> <laughs> I keep liking them on the uh, stay hot account. Trying, thank to you, man. Get them. oh, you're welcome. That's very sweet of <laughs> you. I, I do it. I do it just for you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that kind of wraps things up for us. We did it. That is the entire. That is our entirety of uh, fantasy. I think that kind of wraps up our big fantasy recap. A lot of our drafts should be happening soon. Our draft is happening. In less than a week, September 1st, we will be live streaming it. Yeah. We will, you know, come out with a we've got some, bit of a plan we've on that. we got two
3: people on board that no one knows about. And they're two very peop- that exciting. We are and I hope I don't look people. like an idiot in front of them. And you guys should watch <laughs> to see who they are. Or I guess yeah. we'll announce it before the live
1: stream. Yeah, we will, like, we will announce still. it. I think we're doing August 30th. Is that two days before September 1st? Yes, August 30th. Monday, August 30th, we will release an announcement Um, about the live stream fantasy draft but until next time guys tons of content coming your way this was first of all can I get a round of applause for not doing like the AFC East when we were doing the NFC North like or the AFC North (laughs) (laughs) for sticking to the right content
3: (laughs) you did you did you did do a good job you did Um, great man oh
1: I I appreciate it guys thanks so much I'm holding my (laughs) mic so I can't clap but Yeah, no, I I, think
3: that's preventing me from,
1: (laughs) but thank you all so much for tuning in as always from corn boy, dunk boy, and lemon boy. We will catch you all on the flippity flop.
0: Mother's day is almost here.